Hi, Dave Foreman with you once again on whatever, episode 18 if you're counting. And uh, glad to have you aboard today. Uh, boy, it's been cold in southern Ontario. Unusual for this time of year. Well, it's unusual for any time of year. But um, we didn't have it as bad as some other places. Maine, for instance, I saw. Are you sitting down? This is amazing. I have never seen this before. In 80 years on this planet, I have never seen a temperature reading this low. It was 105, and that was minus, and that was Celsius, friends. Wow. Okay, here's my favorite weird website of today. Um, it's, it's simply a, well, it's called Eel Slap, and I'll, um, that's... Just what you do is type in eel slap, and it gives you the opportunity with your mouse to slap a guy in the face with an eel as many times and as fast as you want. It's um, kind of cathartic in a way. Um, it also will pass some time if you've got nothing better to do, and if you have nothing better to do, I really feel sorry for you. <laughs> Give it a try, eel slap. It's hilarious. Well, what did you think of the big weather balloon fiasco? China says it was a weather, weather balloon. Uh, the U.S. says it was spying on people from the sky, kind of an eye in the sky, and gathering data on nuclear sites and all that sort of thing. And eventually they shot it down once it got over the water where it wouldn't uh, harm anybody if it fell to, fell to earth. I thought it would be a, a, a good political cartoon if it it would be a picture of the uh, president of China uh, presenting Joe Biden with a big stuffed panda for his target practice. <laughs> well, I suppose it's not right to make light of something like this, but uh, really, do does anybody believe the Chinese story that it, it was a, a weather balloon gathering data? I mean, come on, really? If you believe that, well, I know this bridge that's for sale. And now, the report from the spirit world. The Fairmont Banff Springs Hotel in Banff, Alberta. It reminds you of an old castle. Uh, it's also haunted. It's amazing how many buildings in Canada are haunted, or purported to be haunted. The Banff Springs is also rumored to be one of the most haunted places in the country. It was built by the Canadian Pacific Railway, as I told you, in 1888. The hotel is the site of numerous terrifying ghost sightings, including a bride who allegedly died falling down the hotel's marble staircase and a retired head bellman named Sam McCauley, who continues to haunt the hotel dressed in full uniform. My wife and I were at a convention in Banff once, and uh, we had the good fortune to stay at the Fairmont Banff Springs. It is a really beautiful hotel, and we were uh, very lucky because we uh, booked late, and they upgraded us to a suite. It's the only hotel room I've ever been in where you went up a curved staircase from the living room to the bedroom. Big screen TV in both rooms. The bed was like if you were sleeping one side and your partner was on the other side, it was like you were in a different area code. And, of course, Banff being what it is, 
every window you look out, you're seeing a postcard. The mountain scenery is just absolutely beautiful. So uh, being adventurous, we uh, instead of coming back the usual way, we rented a car and went to uh, Lake Louise, took that in. We went to a place called Moraine Lake, and then we drove back to Calgary to uh, take the flight home uh, here to, uh, I always forget where I am, <laughs> here to Burlington, or to Toronto, actually, and uh, from there by shuttle to Burlington, of course. And what a great, great week it was. Everything was so beautiful, and, and the uh, the ambience of that old castle feeling and the marble staircases and the courtyard and everything, it, it just took your breath away. A very, very entertaining week. And uh, I think we went to a seminar at the same time. <laughs> it was a business trip, of course.
friend of mine came by about a week ago and uh, brought me a copy of a community newspaper. You know what? I read it from cover to cover. Fascinating. Newspapers have been around for years, but a lot of us haven't even noticed. We haven't noticed that we get our news faster and faster. Things happen on the other side of the world. We find out about it in 30 seconds. But we don't know what really happened unless we read about it in the newspaper. They're the only ones that cover the stories in enough depth for us to get the gist of what's really going on. You're better informed if you read a local newspaper. Uh, this newspaper was from the thriving community of Dundalk. Do you know where that is? I didn't. They put out quite a few papers every week. And the citizens in that area sure know what's going on around them. Everything from who had a baby last week to who opened a new retail store to, well, you name it, and it's in the Herald. The Dundalk Herald. Remember that name because it's a good one. Uh, they're not paying me for this. This is not a commercial. This is just an idea that I had that I wanted to talk to you about because I think it's a good one. I think these newspapers are in danger and I think these newspapers need your support. And I think they have every reason to get it because they work so hard to put out a good product for you. So try it. You've got a weekly newspaper near you, I guarantee it. You maybe just haven't read it yet, or maybe you have, or maybe you're a regular reader. Whatever the case, you need to support your local paper because they work so hard for their communities. Give it a try. Most cases, they cost you a dollar or less per issue. Maybe 40, 50 bucks a year to subscribe. Heck, that's more than you pay for coffee. You'll find it's well worth it. Your local newspaper, and especially my friends at the Dundalk Herald. Ocean's Call. He stood atop the rocky crest, and looked up at the rolling clouds. A thrill arose within his breast, that wanderlust again. And as he stood there, lost in thought, the taste of salt air on his tongue, his heart beat faster than before. The ocean breeze filled up his lungs, and he knew deep within himself he'd have to tell her just once more. She wouldn't take it well, he thought, her man away had gone out to sea, but still, no matter how she fought, he'd heed that siren call. The waves that rose to treetop height, the mill-pond calm of sunny days, the comradeship of other men familiar with the ocean's ways, and far below in churning depths, a freezing death awaiting them. She stood outside their shanty home, her eyes met his, and then she knew that she'd be left there all alone while he was sailing free. She brushed a lock of dampened hair back from her face, and then she looked up at the man she did adore, whose young she bore, whose meals she cooked, and softly said through wind-burned lips that she would wait for him no more.
Rock and Ray Michaels here from 92.9 The Grand FM. Listen to Dave Foreman and his show called Whatever, Whenever You Can. Well, if you listen to this show at all, you know that my claim to fame is being married to a novelist. D.T. Mann is my wife, and she writes novels. So here's an excerpt from her first one. It's called Legend and the Photographer. She walked for what seemed like forever, and then came across what she thought was the peaceful garden. It looked different at night, or, she should say, early morning. She sat for a while on one of the benches, but didn't feel peaceful. A number of thoughts ran through her head. She ruined Stephen's plans for last night. Was she being a user, like Abby implied? Did they both hate her now? She was sobbing. Is that what Stephen had figured out? This was crazy. Maybe she should go back to the room, pack, and go home. She finally stood up and started walking. She couldn't stop crying. She was so tired of crying. What had come over her? She would be so much better off to go back on her own and close her heart again to everyone. She realized that while she cried, she wandered off the path and had no idea where she wandered to. She started to talk to herself. Great, I don't know where the hell I am. She was still crying, and it was still dark. She couldn't have just gone home. Why had she come out here? Now she couldn't find her way back. If Stephen had been angry at her last night and then found out today he had to waste his time looking for her, who knows what he would do. She tried to pay attention but was frightened. The more frightened she became, the more she cried and the more desperate she became. Could that be what was in her relationship with Stephen as well? Desperation. While she had been walking, she heard owls and the howls of an occasional animal or two. She heard all kinds of noises, and she didn't like what she was hearing. This hadn't been such a great idea after all. Plus, it didn't clear her head. She was worse. She was now making deals with God like desperate people do. Please, just get me back safe, and I'll do whatever. The ground was wet from the dew because the morning had broken. She guessed when morning light came, she would see just where she was, and it would be easier to find her way back. Just as she thought she'd soon be able to see, her runner slipped on a rock. She screamed as she rolled down an embankment. She screamed Stephen's name. Then all she saw was blackness. That was an excerpt from Legend of the Photographer, a first novel in a trilogy written by D.T. Mann. And it's available at Amazon everywhere and at uh, Kobo Books, which I believe now is called Rakuten Kobo. So drop around, check it out, buy us a book, and we'll love you for it forever. And that's about it for this episode of Whatever. We'll see you again next time. This is Dave Foreman. Bye for now.